Welcome to episode, I think 12, maybe 11 of REI Closures. We got Adam Moore on here. Adam is in a real estate network that we met in in Texas um, that we probably talked about a lot. You're a realtor um, and investor, so kind of cool going both ends because we don't have a ton of people that we've had on that are actually doing realtor side of things. Um, so I want to go deep into that, how you've basically, you were engineering in college, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how he went from that and kind of dropped the engineering thing to go bet on himself, I guess, to real estate and has been killing it with listings and now investing, being able to use capital to get that into more the investment side of things um, versus just being a realtor. So where, what school did you go to? I went to Texas Tech. Okay. And you graduated were you? in 2021. Okay. So you're older than me. And you went full engineering all the way through school, right? Yeah, I did. So did four years of college, graduated in engineering, worked for NASA for two years. Then I worked for L3 Harris after that, which is another private aerospace company. And um, ended up leaving that after I first bought my house and then went full time into real estate as an agent. There we go. So you took, you did do a year of work after graduating that always yeah seven okay. months seven, seven months. months and then i quit but you were able to purchase was it the house in greenville or yes it? so i got a scholarship whenever i graduated mm -hmm. from engineering i took that money and was able to apply it to my first house and i got a conventional loan with five percent down and that led me into house hacking and then after i kind of saw how lucrative it was and how i felt like a lot of the skills that i had and associated to real estate that's whenever i ended up deciding to take the leap of faith and jump in dang yeah i think to break it down too i mean i'm curious because i see like even yesterday you posted like like six deals that you had either under contract or listed as a realtor how many have transactions have you done buying selling man um, okay on that yeah. side of like on just the realtor side i think it's over 40. Okay. i don't have the exact number for y'all but it's like 45 ish mm -hmm. right now a lot of those, and were you the buyer agent, listing lot, agent? A lot of the buyers, yeah. So I do a lot of buyer representation. Usually whenever you get into real estate as an agent, it's usually you're working with buyers. And then later on, you transition into the sellers. Um, man, yeah, I, I'd say that when you're a first-time agent or the first year, it's typical to get four to six transactions within that first year. Um, a normal average producing real estate agent is around six to 12 transactions a year. Maybe. I feel and, like that's, that's, that sounds yeah. high because I feel like the average realtor, I mean, this is kind of like sales, like 80% of the people or 20% of the people do 80% of the production. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely but, depends on what market. Like if you're right. in LA selling $2 million houses, every house, you know, it's like one or two and you're right. good. Right. But um, yeah, 40 plus transactions. 40 or so. And that's in point. like what the past two years was it? Yeah. Or? I think it's, coming up on two years yeah. mm -hmm. okay that's crazy because i think when you're a lot of people go into engineering i did the same thing i went into college i was like oh, i'm gonna be an engineer i didn't think anything like i was good at math and science thought that was like the highest paying job and then did you get into it and just not like it or did you buy that rental property like were you already into real estate man i think buying the property first like got me yeah. into real estate and then i had a couple of friends in lubbock that were agents and they kind of I just saw them on a day-to-day -day basis working and I'm like, man, I really like this. I think a lot of my skills can transfer over to that. And right. also I just engineering as a whole, like I didn't see myself doing that full time, even though I was really good at numbers. 
I just like, man, real estate's the, the way to go. Right. Yeah. I see people that are doing not necessarily less and less work than you, but like maybe a better lifestyle or like increase in income. I'm sure you were just on a salary, right? At engineering. You're on a salary. And like, I kind of noticed that the more work that I put into this company, I wasn't getting any results different. You know, right. I could just slack off and nothing would change. And I knew that, you know, real estate's like an eat what you, what is it? Yeah, eat, eat what, what you, you kill go. type type personality so you know if i knew that i was just driving and pushing myself even harder the results are going to follow right i think that's it. a lot of people want to get into real estate the first thing is like we definitely went at a different angle just because i kind of saw wholesaling after i was doing sales but it's like getting your license a great way for a lot of people to probably start if they want to learn about it but it's also like you get you learn the by the book version versus like the investing sign so um how many deals did you do I guess your house, buying that house was the first deal you technically did, right? Technically, yeah. I yeah. wasn't counting that one, but yeah. Yeah, first real estate transaction. For, first real estate transaction. And then, you know, kind of what you were just saying, uh, you know, I thought originally in order to become an investor, you had to most likely become an agent in order to learn, you know, helping other people buy and sell real estate before you kind of do it yourself. Right. Which I, I fully recommend. I mean, it definitely helped me a lot. Uh, but then you take people like Jackson, which was in your last podcast, you know, and it's like, you know, he was able to get into it, you know, with zero experience within real estate, I believe. And, uh, man, he just yeah. had the the salesman and the, the drive. And I mean, he was able to do it, you know, yeah. so. As most people, I feel like in the wholesale world is like, you see all those social media posts. It's kind of like a big topic, but it's like, okay, you don't need your license. You don't necessarily need experience. Like if you can just go out and talk to enough people, which is like. Yeah, there's a little bit more to it, but really it's like if you can bring a lead, if you have the network and you can go find a, a good deal, like you can go wholesale it and not necessarily have to have any of that experience, but then you're going to start putting yourself into situations where you learn more about what is a deal, like all that versus you probably learned that in school in a way. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's interesting. So you do 40, about 40 plus transactions right now. How many do you have listed currently? Currently, I have two. Okay. And then you two. just got, I guess, as far as the investment side, that first. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I think three. Three? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess listed a different than how many are you representing on the buyer side? Is that the same? Uh, no, th three listed on the market to sell. Okay. Right? So they're just on Zillow. And uh, and then buyer side, I think I have two under contract. Gotcha. They're pending. Okay. Very good. So then. And then one wholesale deal right now. Yeah. So. That's what I was about to say. So that yeah. first, we'll get to that too. But that first deal you bought, because I think a lot of people coming out of college, especially see this, like younger people, I did the same thing, right? I got, I didn't use a scholarship. That's kind of cool. Did you straight up use that money from straight a grant, up? Like a scholarship from when you graduated? Yeah. So kind of a backstory here. I was, uh, I tried very, very hard in college. Yeah, because I plan on going into the Air Force as a pilot, so you they take a very very competitive application, and uh, man, I was going all in on my studies, all in on extracurricular, and there was this award at the very end of the year that presented to the most prestigious engineer at Texas Tech, and I just by the grace of God got it, and they gave me quite a bit of sum, you know, in my pocket. Really? And I took that and put it all towards my down payment. And that's how I was able to get that house. Dang, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. That's why That's why this is fun. I'm just curious. So you basically won top engineer at Texas Tech. They have a pretty like prestigious 
engineering program too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just grinded all four years, making what four point oh, and then yeah, I think it graduates so like high up, not four yeah, but close, close up there. And then what else made it like? What were they? Was it all based on the application? Is there something it, else you did? Was it service hours? Like yeah, I think it had the combination between like my work experience in NASA because I interned there for okay. a couple years. Um, I was involved in like the honors program. I was involved in like four different other organizations. I was in a fraternity. I serve a lot of leadership roles. And then on top of that, just overall good grades. And like I had the relationship with the professors. There, there was a lot of like right. things that overlooked this award. But uh, yeah, man, that's, that's crazy. That's, how I that's got cool it. to see though, because like that just sounds like you're the, uh, the epitome of like an ideal student, um, which like if you're going to be in the Air Force, like, that's like they want to see all that yeah um, so that's that's kind of how i was too though is like just make good grades and i'll get a good job and then i'll make good money like didn't think anything of like how can i increase my income more than just like a high salary um but how so you you go through nasa you get that award they're thinking top engineer everyone's like okay you're going into engineering did you work with nasa after you said or was it a different i job? i interned there for two okay. years um, I then transferred over to L3 Harris, oh, L3 which Harris, okay. that, that aerospace company is located out in Greenville, Texas, which is like an hour Northeast of Dallas. It's a smaller town. And, um, man, that's where, you know, I got my feet wet in real estate and I was like, okay, I need to move to Dallas or somewhere in DFW in order to start like, uh, you know, focusing on that market right. instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, the start of your, I remember you told him, me about this because you went and bought that house you did five percent down you were gonna house hack it or you did for a little bit right and then you have all these engineering you know recent graduates that are making probably decent money compared to any other you know career um but you move into the real estate field so now you have now you have didn't you just rent out end up renting that house by the room it's currently being rented by the room to these l3 years employees and another thing is that company they all of their employees get background checks okay. and a security clearance, which is like $10,000, you know? So I know these tenants are going to be good and they're, you know, good for their money. And that's so. crazy. So how, <laughs> I want to kind of break down that deal because okay. you put 5% down what was the purchase price? It was, it was two twenty five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it Greenville? So is it older house or no? It's brand new. Okay. Brand new. Mm -hmm. So basically no maintenance problems, right? Brand yep. new two twenty five. You probably got it a good interest rate if you bought it right after you graduated, right? Yes, I got a 3.5% interest rate. Okay, which you can't really get unless you're buying subject to, which we talk about. But on the market, you get at 3.5. That's like the same time I think I bought my first one in Norman. It's like 3. That's point, cool, man. Literally 3.5. Is that what you got you into real estate as well? Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, I, just, I went and did door-to-door -door <laughs> because of the guy that recruited me was in real estate. So I was like, oh, I'll go do sales to get into real estate. So I kind of had that in my mind already. But, um, but yeah, I went out and did the exact same thing. I put 5% down. There's like a three and a half percent interest. Rate. Oh, nice! Um, <laughs> now it's on Airbnb, but so with this two hundred twenty-five thousand, yeah. mine was like a hundred ninety thousand dollars house. So I'm assuming your payments are like what fourteen, fifteen hundred, fourteen fifty. Okay, mm -hmm. so fourteen hundred, um, and then you now rent it by the room. Is it a three bedroom? It's a three bedroom. Yeah. Okay. And how much is each? So the crazy part is you were working at this job, and now you're just using the people that are already needing to be right there to rent by the room that you mm -hmm. know, or you're just reaching out to the company. Some of them I do know. Some of them I just blast in the Facebook page that we have within L3 Harris. And okay. like, uh, a lot of people just hit me up or, or sometimes I'll find, find them off Airbnb or furnish finder. I kind of go all over the market okay. to find these people. You still in that Facebook group? 
Um, yeah, so I'm still in that Facebook group. <laughs> they, kept, they kept you around? Yeah, they kept me Dang. around. So you got 900 bucks a month per room, though? Uh, or was it, it something It like... definitely varies okay. room to room. And I change it tenant to tenant based on their, like, uh, their lease term. So it could be like a three-month lease or a year-long lease. Um, but I would say all in all, this this property is pretty much cash flowing around 1500 a month. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What's your rent right now? Uh, like with the three, just where you live. Oh, 1200, 1200. Yeah. So it's so paying my entire rent. Paying your rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's like, he said the same thing. We're sitting in our apartment that Jackson and I are now living in. It's like, we only this beautiful view. And I think our total rent's like 2450, um, that we split. So it's like 1200. I'm like, okay. I don't really think about it this way, but it's like, okay. The Airbnb cash flows like 1200, sometimes three grand yeah. a month. And then I have four other properties cash flowing like four to 500, but I don't ever touch that. I just leave it in like an account. Um, so I don't feel like it pays my rent, but technically it does. Um, but that's crazy. So you're getting at least 1500 in a normal three bedroom house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize like the other benefits of this, right? Because I bought this house at 225 back in 21, right? It's probably, I could sell it on the market today for 295. Right. Right. So that, I mean, the equity behind that already. And then on top of that, I'm paying off the loan of this house. So I probably only owe about 200,000 and now it's worth 295. So the amount of equity that I gained over time. And um, the tax benefits. The tax benefits. Which not everyone is super familiar with that. But if you own a property like this year, I'm actually probably going to have to do cost segregation on like two of them, which I didn't really expect to have to do because usually it's more like multifamily commercial, but you can do it on single family. But yeah, you can depreciate a residential house is like if you just straight line depreciate it, like divide it by 27 and a half. So if the value of the house is, let's just say 300, divide that by 27 years and you can write that off every single year on your taxable yeah. income. Unless you go in and you want to do like a whole cost segregation study, then you could write off like yeah. 35% of it. Um, but being able to do that every single year, that's why people pick up properties. It's like, okay, they're appreciating. Now I can write yep. off taxes and I can cash flow. So Yeah. Um, and and on top of that like so for instance it has been you know now two years since i've owned the property or more now mm -hmm. and what you can do i can go out and get approved of another conventional loan because the conventional loan they look at two things your debt and your income right and because that property i have a debt of 1450 dollars a month and then it's cash flowing you know x amount what these bankers will do, they'll take 75% of that rental income from that property and count it towards your you know, in overall income. So it pretty much negates my entire payments on my house on the other house, you know, this mm. house in Greenville, and then you're able to get approved of another conventional loan. Right. So I think a lot of people that are, you know, working W-2 jobs or just, you know, not fully into real estate, that's like the best way to do it. Just buy a house. Then two years later, buy another house. Two years later, buy another right. house, and continuously do that. Especially if they can live in it for a year, because you yeah. get the lower percent down. You're supposed to live in there as a homestead for a year, and then you go either rent out the rooms while you're there, and then lease out the rest of them when you leave. Um, if you can do rent by the room, that's crazy because that's like very lucrative model. That's people are trying to replicate with like sober living or assisted living, but like just getting roommates to live in there. It's like now you're paying by the room when that rent. I would assume the rent rate on that house is only like what, twenty? Yeah, probably twenty one hundred. Like, yeah, it's somewhere around there. Maybe, maybe even a little less. Maybe yeah, yeah. I would assume less. Honestly, I'm in It'd probably be like eighteen to maybe two thousand. But 
you're able to get more by renting out each room. Yeah. I do have the place furnished. That's like another key detail. Okay. I didn't right. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be a plus anywhere. Cause now you can yeah. have three months days, one month days rather than like exactly. bring in everything to furnish it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. Well, that's cool. So that was your first deal. Now you're, you're doing all the listings or the buyer side on the agent, right? So you're picking up commission on all of these. Um, yeah, yeah. And are you using immediately? Did you use that to like invest? I know you went into this real estate network I'm in. Like, how'd you go from, okay, I'm going to put this into like property or am I going to invest in myself? Like, what did it look like after that when you started mm-hmm. making money? Because obviously 40 deals, whether you're agent side commission yeah. or wholesaling, that's a lot. Of, that's a good amount of money. Yeah, that's, uh, I didn't have really a strategy with it. I just kind of accumulated money that I used, you know, towards the network or um, before I even joined the network, there was, there was a property that me and a friend of mine bought out in Fort Worth and that took quite a bit of cash down. Um, but then I was able, we were able to flip it and make, make a quite a bit of profit. But I would say that I just use all of my cash that I'm able to save and just dump it back into real estate. So you did a flip, how long ago was that? Man, that was back in March. Of last uh-huh. year? So literally yeah. almost a year ago? It, you know, when I say flip, it was more of like a wholetail right. type situation. You didn't like, much work into it? We, we went out there and cleaned it up. We, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just did one of those that had a huge profit, but it was in like a small town. So you bought it cash with a buddy, you said? Bought it cash with a buddy. How much was the purchase price? And it was... I want to say sixty five thousand. Okay. Now we did pay back taxes and everything, so it ended up being like seventy one thousand. Seventy one, and did it need a bunch of work? Dude, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. This place is bad. Yeah. How did you find the deal? Um, I think he he found it through. He used to live in that neighborhood. Okay. And grew up in Fort Worth, and um, I want to say that he was just out in the neighborhood and was speaking to somebody. And they were like, "Hey, yeah, I know Ladonna's looking to sell her house." Yeah. And then so he went over and talked to her, and um, we were able to put a deal together. Huh. So is he an agent or no? He's not. No, another he engineer just, I met at Tech. Mm-hmm. He just knew you were kind of doing it. He or? knew I was in real estate, and we became friends over time. You know, yeah. like uh, talking business, or you know, back in college we were hanging out. Right. And um, he was like, "You know what? We should do this together." So that's funny. So you just and that's I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like I was at birthday party over the weekend and someone came up to me and was like yeah we found this like same situation like she's just trying to sell it it's like in tulsa like we don't they were trying to like get all the numbers to flip it i was like they thought i was like flipping a lot of properties i was like you can also wholesale it he's like i don't know any of this means but he's like we can get it cheap (laughs) so it's like you can run into these situations everywhere but y'all closed on it at 71 what did you end up you cleaned it up like got some junk out of there and yeah yeah what did you end up selling for or did you list it we no, we just sold it on um, Facebook Marketplace for one twenty five. Holy wow! Yeah, so, so one twenty five and three. You didn't even. Why didn't you list it? You know that that was something that we kind of looked back on. Like yeah. I don't know why we didn't list it. You know yeah. because we just thought, okay, well we won't don't want to pay a buyer's agent commission. We yeah. also didn't want to pay like you know I would have to pay my broker you know a certain fee. Right. We just decided to um, kind of do it on the market. And man, you know looking back on it. It went on. This is crazy. It went under contract to a wholesaler. Like the wholesaler was trying to, yeah, you know, like wholesale it out. And um, we didn't know at the time. It was kind of like one of the first times I've gotten into this business. Yeah. Is like you know the other side of real estate. And uh, they they ended up not being able to sign the contract, so we got their earnest money. Okay. And then we put it under contract again. We got their earnest money. 
We put it under contract again so and got their like earnest money. We got $7,000 total in earnest deposits. Oh so, so this like, oh, yeah. so this like, you know, really beat up house in Fort Worth. We're like, you know, we're making $7,000 off of two months of just failed contracts. Just and, people that were trying to, <laughs> trying to resell But it. the fourth time we finally got it. And, uh, it was at 125, 125. And he for sure overpaid the, for that property. Jeez. Like, I have no idea how, how he, what, made it, money. what do you think it, did you ever look back at like, yep, it's on Zillow now for 200,000. And this on Zillow right now. Yeah. It's still on Zillow. Oh, so $60,000 worth of uh, yeah, so uh, repairs. Yeah, he's so I don't, I don't know how he's making it. He's now. losing money. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I see that happen sometimes and that's why people are like, I need this much. And it's like, dude, you can lose, you can lose money on these. If you're, especially if you're, you know, going in, putting all that work and betting on the market to like put some sort of number that you expected to get. But, um, that's crazy though. So you end up getting like over 50,000 just from, yeah. That. Yeah. And then you split it with your buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And then was it there? Did you just like, okay, like I'm going to start investing more like that's that's whenever you yeah. know I had a great experience with my buddy, um, and we kind of built that relationship there. And I was like, man, I need to keep going to get more deals. Yeah. So was that? I mean, for him, like being an engineer, he just picked up like an extra twenty five k on the side. Like he's like, yeah, twenty five to thirty. Yeah, I know. He, has he done more real estate deals since then, or is he kind of just like? Yeah, he has. He really? um, he bought another property out in Fort Worth. Okay. Another one that's uh, it's like a single family along with two units in the back. And then on top of that, so yeah, it's two units in the back, like a back house, and then an, then a single family residence, and then it's sitting on a double lot. So like the other lot can be used for another, yeah. you know, multifamily residence. So, and he secured that for a good price. And man, it's like uh, he's out there fixing it himself currently. Yeah, so he's really going out there. No, that's he's a, that's he's a total engineer there. thing to do. Right uh huh. <laughs> but not saying that it's bad if he's got the time and wants to do it, but. Dang. Uh, so did he find that on the market or no? He no. He found it off market yeah. and was it, like following up with this lady for like nine months. That's crazy. Yeah. And like I think a lot of people don't realize that he's probably in no real estate networks. Maybe I don't know. No, he yeah. So his uh, he has a contact that um, kind of got him into it and more of a mentor. Okay. Um, but at the same time, he's just a sharp dude yeah. and just like just full steam ahead. Just went for it. So Any, anyone can go find deals if you just. Find, like look for it drive around find crappy houses like connect with people at meetups um it's not anything special you don't have to be a realtor you don't have to like pay much money to go into a mentorship like we did that to get around other people just because we mm-hmm. wanted to invest in ourselves and it's fast tracked it but it's like it's not always super feasible um that's funny though so you go do that um how long ago did you join the like the big dog group that we were in man i want to say since like september september okay somewhere around there yeah, yeah i remember i met you at like a pace i think it was like a power hour i saw yeah you. yeah and then you were like calling me bringing me leads from grant and i had no idea that that was you and then i like followed me on instagram i was like oh my god it's the same person yeah i didn't realize uh, that too <laughs> that was funny that yeah he was he was cold calling some like foreclosures and other uh leads and we were working we've worked on a handful of them that just never i don't think any of them really panned no, out. None of them panned uh, out, yeah. one of them will hit eventually but what is your focus right now? Because I know you just did, you said you had a wholesale deal, that one in Granbury? One oh, in Granbury, yeah. yeah. What was that? That looked like a mess. Was it like a mobile <laughs> home? Yeah, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a teardown, but it's a property that, so let me backtrack. I recently purchased a promissory note 
oh, that was secured by land out in Granbury. And I was speaking to the borrower one day, the guy that's paying me every month for this, uh, for this property. And he was like, Hey man, I know the neighbors are looking to sell their house. Like, would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, shoot me their number. So I found out that these neighbors were marketing their property on offerup.com, which is not even a website for homes, right? I don't even think you can sell property on there. So I was like, man, this is, uh, this is the perfect time to like talk to them, see if they want to sell. And unfortunately their father passed away and I was like, Hey, you know, I'll give you X amount for this property. And, um, actually it was, it was Mm $30,000 and, uh, now we're under contract to, or assign the contract for 45. That's sweet. So just Mm -hmm. a little quick Mm $15,000 wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So 30,000, I think again, a lot of people, there's some people that don't wholesale or know all this. It's like, you didn't ever expect probably to close on that at 30. You don't have to have 30 grand laying in the bank account. It's just, he got it under contract at a discount and assigned it to a buyer. How'd you find this buyer? Uh, we found it through, um, Facebook, okay. Facebook marketplace, or, you know, we put out band and signs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I want to say uh, this one was on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. You just posted like, Hey, we got a deal for 45,000, mm-hmm. like put pictures on it. And yeah. Like- yeah. And another route we were, we may be taking on, um, with the specific buyer is giving him an option to owner finance. So instead of that reduced price of $45,000 cash, we're looking to sell it to him for $70,000 over the course of 30 years. So that's just another way that you can create this, you know, quote unquote, passive income, mm-hmm. you know, because this is probably an individual then they're not even an investor. It's, wanna... not, it, it's a contractor. Yeah. He's looking to like, well, I'm sorry. He's looking to homestead it. Gotcha. Right? But, he already but fix it up a... himself. You right. Know, for so for price. him, if you can get, if he can get a lower down payment and just pay you every month you're going to earn a lot more interest mm-hmm. more principal over time yeah. um, um but that's crazy so you've been doing a lot of these deals then dabbling like consistently doing the realtor part is cool because now you're getting like it gives you an avenue to get into the investment space and not necessarily have to be like huge not creating yeah. any sort of income which i think mm-hmm. some people can do that with their w2 too like their yeah. w2 job whereas they're making money but now they can do this on the side to invest mm-hmm. or do wholesale deals um but I do want to touch on this too, because this is crazy. Like the reason everyone that comes on these is like the same thing. Like they're all driven. Like there's a reason they're doing well. You're young. Like most people would never in the first place, like not even that this is for everyone. Right. But like quit a stable, good salary job to go bet on yourself and do that. Like how did your family think when you did that? And then like anyone else that was around you, people you're working with, like professors, anything like, what did they think? Yeah. So I've built quite a track record in the past with, you know, engineering or flying or anything else that I'm kind of putting my mind to. So my parents were very, very supportive all the way through. Of course, they're going to question, you know, you just got a four-year degree and then you're now leaving that in order to join like an entirely different market. And of course, that's like a valid concern, but they were like, you know what, Adam, I know you're going to kill it. So just like keep on pushing forward. Now, other people, you know, of course they're going to, like, yeah. why did you go through engineering and do that? So, you know, I, I did have that kind of pushback. Now, now here's what really put me in a position in my own mind of, you know, when I left engineering, like I said, I graduated with that, with that award and kind of my whole mm-hmm. life been told like, oh, you're so good at what you do. You know, 
you're killing it in engineering. So then whenever you leave, I kind of put myself at ground zero again. Right. Right. I was terrible at real estate. You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to go about it. Of course, I had mentors helping me, but like it was very, very humbling, you know, to put yourself at the bottom. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that and restart. Right. You know, because it's a lot. Like I did it's a lot. the same thing whenever I was going through and I was like, okay, I'm going to drop this internship, like different degrees of it. But I had this internship ready to go. Like I was supposed to go supply chain management. Not I didn't know exciting. that. Yeah. I, I dropped the internship with like a month <laughs> left in school just to go do door to door sales. And like anyone around, like my brother, my dad, they were very supportive. Like they weren't saying not doing it, but the people like in our, like the advisor I had to reach out to or people that I was around was like, okay, well that's, is this a scam? Like, is this legit? Um, and I just knew I want to get in real estate and I was like, if I can go make 20 grand in the summer, like he said, like I'll gladly go do this and end up, you know, making a lot more than that. So, um, getting into that, starting from ground zero, not knowing sales and then restarting it and doing solar is like the same thing. Now it's like restarting again to learn real estate, but it's like, if you've already done it once, you put in way much harder work probably to do everything you did in school to get to the top. I agree. I agree. Now I can. I can become a realtor. There's people mm-hmm. that are, you probably look at someone else. That's how everyone in door to door does this. They see that guy can do it. It's like, why? Can't I? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you had anyone like that where you're like, they're, that's maybe your friends from tech that were realtors, but like they're doing it. How could I? Not yeah. That's, that's kind of how I went about it really is yeah. like, uh, you know, man, I think, I think it all boils down to people that, that want to get into this industry or anything entrepreneurial, right? It just, as long as you have that drive, behind you and you're able to and your core purpose is to provide value to other people you know you're gonna make it you know bottom line consistent action over time is going to push you to those goals yeah a consistent action if you want to talk about other crazy air force uh mentality that adam has going so i didn't realize this really until he showed up today but last night i'm texting him i was like all right it's 8 30 or 9 a.m good he's like yeah, honestly, like the later the better. Like I just did, or he, he said I'm training for like half Ironman. I'm like 65 miles deep, and I thought he meant he was like, I didn't realize last night he literally did like a half Ironman just out of the funness in his heart. Just yeah. how did this go down? Because I know last time I was with you, we played pickleball, and you're like, yeah, I ran a marathon yesterday. So this is mind blowing to me. I wake up at 5 a.m. and work out, but like doing a half Ironman or running a marathon, like how did you even get into this? Yeah. And what just happened like last night? So I, I want to note that I am not a runner or okay. somebody that's big into cardio. I'm big into weightlifting. And, uh, yesterday morning I woke up and I thought I had COVID. Like I was like, man, I feel terrible. Woke up around 9 a.m. And I was like, didn't want to do any work, just kind of sluggish the whole day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, come around like, 2 p.m. I was like, man, this is like killing me. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been productive today. It's something that like, uh, man, I need to push myself. So I went out there at 4 p.m. yesterday and ran half a half an Ironman, which is 13.1 miles, 56 mile bike, and then 1.2 mile uh, swim. How much, how much bike? 56 mile bike. Yeah. So all in all, 70.1 miles. And uh, you did this last night. Last night, so you started yeah. with like six miles, and you said, "Okay, I'm gonna go swim." You ran, you biked, or sorry, you swam. What was it? One one point two miles, 1. and 2. then then I biked the fifty six, and then I finished off that half. Yeah, and it just something that. So you just went into the gym and biked fifty six on a straight on up, How straight up, two and a half hours. 
Maybe I'm just like, dude, that's insane. Tuna, 56 miles sounds nuts. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you went back and ran six more miles? And then I ran, or yeah, six and a half miles. Jeez. It off. So what time did you get done? I think I finished around 11-ish. Yeah, so. Oh, damn. I'm texting I, you going to sleep at 10.30, not realizing you're just. I'm still running out there, bro. Dude, this is <laughs> insane. I hope you don't give us COVID. Yeah, but um, no, nah, I don't have if I tested real. for it. didn't have it. Oh, really? Yeah. You're that guy? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even think I'd ever test for it again. But um, that's crazy. So you ran half Ironman last night. You've ran, what, Spartan races, marathons? Yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, one story I always tell is the first time I've ever ran a marathon, I had zero training. Went into this with me and my buddy. We ran down I-30. And man, it was single-handedly the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Single-handedly. Did Just, you train for it? No. That's what I'm saying. No yeah. We, we were at the gym one night at like 7 p.m. He was like, man, have you ever ran a marathon? I, like, I'm like, no, I've always wanted to. And he's like, let's do it tomorrow. And I was like, screw it. Let's do it. So we woke up at 3 a.m. and started at Panera Bread at 3.30. Just y'all two. Yeah. Me and Colin Brown. Yeah. Did he get it done too? He got it done too. What yeah. What was the time? Dude, I think it was like, don't quote me on this, like five-ish hours or so. Yeah, but it's insane. Though. It was pretty brutal. Just, I mean, I wasn't going anywhere fast by any means, but it was just. Yeah, just getting it done. I think that's like the hardest, the biggest thing for most people to realize is like everyone's so comfortable. Like it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to go back. I don't really want to work out. I don't really want to make any calls or find a deal or talk to people to, to get a real estate mm -hmm. deal, whatever it is. It's like so easy to just go sit watch netflix do anything else but the fact that you just wake up run a marathon like doing anything else isn't hard yeah any else isn't hard yeah. anymore like it sounds stupid but like, that's how i feel whenever i did like i look at some of the stuff i do now i'm like you tell me that and i'm like working out in the gym and i'm like 45 minutes in and i'm like tired i'm like damn i can't even compare this <laughs> but um or knocking doors for an entire summer for 10 hours like that's what started with See? me it's like if i can do that for four months straight like nine ten hours a day nothing's that hard after that but yeah. most people have never done something that hard yeah when, when you definitely put yourself in situations like that like knocking for 10 hours for four months like that that does so much to your mind you know it's able to yeah. like now whenever something small comes around like today it's like okay that's easy to overcome yeah because you've done this in the past you know there's a lot of days like that there's some days you're like ah, oh, everything's good or got three deals under contract and then the next day you're like three of the other deals you had go up <laughs> just and you're fall just like, apart. Yep. yeah, it can go so up and down. So it's a, it's a mental game for sure. But I, I always like whenever you, you're so quiet about that, I feel like you need to like post that on social media or maybe you do, but like waking up the next day and just running a marathon or a half Ironman, like, dude, you gotta, you're going to have a fall. You got Goggins mode right there. If you just Goggins like, mode, yeah. start posting about it. And <laughs> I think you're going, are you going to that? Tomorrow? I am going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like, is it a Spire event or what Aspire. is it? Aspire. Yeah. So I got Pace Morby and all these other, like what, David Goggins coming in town. Um, but what, what is it? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's going to be there. He did a workout with Mark Cuban. What, yesterday? I did work out with Mark Cuban yes, like last week. Last week. Mm -hmm. How was that? Was that just random or did you know? Man, it was, it was just random. Yeah, I yeah. showed up at Lifetime Fitness in Dallas and Mark Cuban was just next to the treadmill. Yeah. And I was like, man, what's up? <laughs> and we just hit a leg workout together. Did you ask him or was it a part of a class? Uh, it, no, it was, it was a part of a class. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was kind of set up. Yeah, it's it crazy. Was. I need to start going to Lifetime Fitness. I'm saying we can um, make some deals work. Yeah. 
for real. Let's just just get on Shark Tank out there. I was gonna present the Granberry deal to him, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> buy this uh, shit box at the house and uh, Granberry for forty five thousand. He might he might take it. He'd be like, uh, okay, he's it's it's a great return. Yeah, great. great. Return. Good for my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. So I appreciate you coming on though. I think is there any? Do you have like? social media what are your goals like moving forward are you uh trying to get more rental properties i know you've like tried to invest on some yeah too. I, i'm big into like the long-term plays here mm-hmm. so rental properties i i'm getting really big into real estate notes okay. so holding these notes um tell someone real quick what about that was because you said you bought a promissory note i mean just yeah basic it's greater level like how does that work it's something that a lot of real estate agent or agents investors anybody doesn't look at and kind of overlooked so i bought or I found somebody on Facebook that had sold off this land to someone else, owner finance. So he sold it off at $61,000 at 11% interest rate, right? So there's that promissory note in place. The guy on Facebook sold it to me for a discounted price. So now I own this promissory note that's being paid out every single month a certain a certain rate at 11% interest at 11% rate. interest over a price that, you know, I got it and for a discount. a discount. How much mm-hmm. of a discount? Like 68% of a discount. So, wow. I think it came out to yeah, $40,000. So I you put 40,000 that's worth 60, right? Or yeah. 60 left on it. How much was left on the whole note? Uh, pretty much 60. 60. Yeah, 61. So you basically get 20,000 equity and you're earning 11% interest. On yes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let's say for instance, this guy defaults and just stops making the payments. I, well, I take back the property and then all the equity that he's right. put into the it, and then I can sell it back again. So yeah. go get another down payment or sell it out completely or just charge that, another 11% interest rate to someone else. Yep. That's the beauty of it, you know, because even if he goes out and builds a, a house on it, well, boom, now I'm, you know, I have first lien position on a property that now has a house on yeah. it. Probably like, worth even more than you know. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And when people like tie up their money in a lot of other things, whether it's four hundred one k Roth IRA, it's like if they just knew a little bit about the possibilities of if you have that capital to use, like put it into something and get eleven percent return. That's what I'm saying. You have a man. lot more control over it. I talked about the. I didn't even go into this. I think with Nolan on the episode three, but life insurance, like whole life, like we're putting money into something that you can still use yeah. rather than locking it up for. 40 years that's so. what i'm saying um, and then another thing that about that is like you know one i put a lot of cash down on this deal mm-hmm. right but let's say for instance ben or not specifically you but mm-hmm. somebody that's looking to get i don't know an eight percent uh return on their investment they come to me and they're like hey i'll give you the sixty one thousand dollars just to get for eight percent so now not only do i make the difference between 40 and 61 but then on top of that, I make that spread between the interest rates. Yeah, every that's month. crazy. So if you want your capital out, you're like, hey, I'm just gonna that sell this note and then charge someone eight. Someone's happy with eight percent interest. They're collecting. I mean, how much 100%. is that a month on just like? I think about seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, just so. getting a passive seven hundred bucks a month. Because, or they would get eight percent. So I don't know how that. Yeah, but you're getting seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. So dang, you're getting collecting the passive income routes, dump the capital into stuff like that. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Then you can scale that up. You know, this is yeah. a small deal, but let's say you had. Yeah. you know 20 of these notes you know i know some especially big dogs. if you found the deal <laughs> that's, that's what, what we're looking at is like we find the deal we're in like no money like i've deal in our contract to say okay if we need 12 grand to catch it up we have a four percent interest rate but we get 12 grand as a down payment and it's, now we charge nine ten percent interest rate so it's like 
your return is infinite if you're finding the deal and using other people's money. Uh, right. But yeah. that's insane. Like those those numbers are great either way. You don't have to always go be the one that found it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sweet. So more rental properties, more um, investments that way. And yeah. Still being an agent. And then still be an agent. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, I feel like all the knowledge that I'm gaining from the real estate uh, investor side is really helping my business as an agent. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to take that value and kind of provide it to others in a way kind of to give back essentially. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, I love being an agent. I love helping other people buy and sell real estate. And if I can keep on continuing to grow my business there, that's just another form yeah. of income, you know? It's nice. It's a referral. A lot of it's referral mm-hmm. too. Like you don't have to go find for a ton of it, um, which yeah. is nice. I think don't take that for granted because wholesaling is not that way. I mean, you can build it out to eventually be that, but it's like not yeah. getting referrals and re- repeat business from people. Exactly. Uh, but that's cool. So I appreciate coming on. How can people find you on like, do you, are you posting on social media? About social it? media. Yeah. Instagram is probably my biggest platform. Mm-hmm. It's Adam period K period more. Okay. We'll and, put it in the, in the bio. Yeah. Put it in the link. In the bio. <laughs> put it in the link. Um, you'll probably just get like really scared and see videos of him just lifting. Yeah. If you want and running through mud and stuff. Yeah. If you want to see me shirtless as a realtor and yeah. selling deals, yeah. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, cool. I appreciate it. We'll uh, get this out here soon and uh, everyone go follow Adam. If you got questions, I'm sure he'll answer your uh, DMs. And if you need to list a house, buy a house in Texas. Absolutely. Yeah. DFW. Specifically be DFW. But yeah. yeah. Here you go. He can help you out. I appreciate it though. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Take yeah. care.